you're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Last time we were together, you talked about humility. Mm-hmm. And so I've been avoiding mirrors, combing my hair, all kinds of stuff. My wife's telling me to get over it. But here's the thing. When we were talking about humility, you had mentioned it was a key ingredient in listening. And I wanted to ask you what you meant. Well, let's pray about that, and we'll, we'll come right back and give you something that I hope will be very helpful as it pertains to listening. Lord, thank you that you listen to us. Even right now as we pray, you're listening, and you are the model of anything, especially listening, as you tell us to really listen to you also in your word, in your precious name. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. So here it is. Last time we were talking, you said humility is the most underrated attribute for leaders, for people in relationships, when they are really honest and they grade one another, humility jumps up. And you said, and it's not surprising because it's a key ingredient in listening. Okay, I know from your leadership material, you say that listening is like the most underrated skill. Yeah, and that's exactly where we're going to go today. It's the most underrated skill for relationships. Just think about it. What I'm doing right now and what you're doing is speaking and most often speaking is the thing that most people want to know how to do better right yes. <laughs> yeah there's all sorts of workshops and everything else teaching. i have paid good money and so have a whole lot of other people to speak better i have never heard anyone give 50 cents to learn how to listen that seems to be the case i mean there are workshops related to active listening and things of that nature and we're going to provide you ultimately a better way to think about this as opposed to active listening James 1.19 is a critical verse that we want to remember here, just focusing on the very first part of it. Be quick to hear. Be quick to hear. The Lord is trying to tell us something. And apparently, as you had looked up a little earlier today, there's about 72 references to uh, listening in God's Word. God is wanting us to hear Him, most importantly, so that we can be wise about life. And if we're not willing to listen, we can't be wise. And we certainly are going to hurt our relationships that that's one of the key issues that that hurts us in a relationship we're not willing to listen because we don't have humility it's all about me it's not about you it's about me that's what tends to happen to us so let me give you a simple formula Okay, I'm just now getting over the fact that that's wrong. <laughs> it goes all the way back to the beginning, doesn't it? You know, right, the, it's the, the, not about me. The problem in every relationship, you make it about me or make it about yourself if you want to do it that way. And the solution is to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right? Okay, I'm a little bit flushed and blushed, okay, because mm-hmm. we're talking about two things I really don't like. One is humility and the other is listening because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I want to talk. I want to impose my will. So help me reset here humility humility is the most underrated attribute the way we talk about it and listening is the most underrated skill for relationships and especially leadership it's seldom talked about from the viewpoint of leadership it may be talked about often in relationships let's just lay it out this way I do believe that here's a formula that will maybe help you consider how listening works Here's the formula that I want you to consider, because too often we just go, well, just listen better. Pay attention. Well, I think pay attention is a, is a big item, but let's start with humility, because that is where we were. Humility is the first part of the formula. Humility plus focus plus curiosity equals listening. 
Now, why would I say that? Well, humility is basically saying, will I make this about them and not about me? That's what humility is saying. It's saying, I'm willing to consider you as more important than me. I'm going to push myself down, so to speak, and I'm going to elevate you. So humility is the first thing that I would need to have in my mind if I'm going to listen to you. So humility, will I make this about them, not about me? Focus would be, yes, okay, I am willing to make this about them, not about me. And focus is basically saying, let's put an action to this and focus, pay attention solely to them. So it's humility plus focus. And then you actually need this little spark of curiosity before you're going to go in and start actually listening. So humility plus focus plus curiosity, and curiosity is saying, will I be curious about how they think? Now, if you are humble, focused, and curious, then you're going to open your ears to see inside that other person's mind as you learn how to ask questions after you start listening. So I'm paying attention to them. I'm not making this about me, and I'm curious about what's going on in your mind, as opposed to me trying to get my point across to you. That's what speaking is all about, is trying to persuade you. I'm willing to sit here and listen to you and consider would I be willing to be persuaded by what they're saying. So that's the idea. Humility, focus, and curiosity comes into a formula for listening. Okay, well, you started with James one nineteen, right, mm-hmm. where I'm supposed to be quick to listen, slow to speak, etc. So then I'm trying to tie in, like, maybe Philippians 2.3, that oh. humility esteems others. Yeah. So when I'm listening to you and I'm already preparing my response... I'm not really listening. You're I'm not, not really doing what God is you, commanding. You're not listening. In fact, that's some of the things we can easily talk about. Listening really becomes difficult because, as I said a little earlier, talking is rewarded. Listening is not rewarded. When we are talking, then we're proving that we can be persuasive, and that's valued. Too often, listening is just not valued at all. So that's a, that's a big issue that makes listening difficult. It also, here's another way it shows up, and you, you somewhat alluded to this. We believe we know more than they know. So I'm sitting here talking to you, and inside of my mind is this inner commotion and turmoil or just thoughts that I'm just going, you know, he doesn't really know all that much. I actually know more than he does. And you end up shutting it down as opposed to being humble, focused, and curious. You're not going to be doing that. I'm just thinking of all the worldly wisdom that I've invested in, you know, to be a better speaker. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's all filling my head as you're speaking but it's filling my head where it's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like having a conversation, right? Where I should be asking open-ended questions rather than closed-ended. Sure, But sure. I've got an objective in mind there. I'm not yeah. actually doing what you say, have a blank slate. Right, and that is what we'll teach you in some of the uh, upcoming items that we're going to be talking about here. It's not about active listening. It's about observational listening. Just hang on to those two words. I'm going to write that down, and I'm Mm -hmm. going to ask you about observational listening in a minute. But the other thing that's coming to my mind, courses that I've invested in to be a better speaker. Obviously, those who listen to me would say I didn't get my money's worth or I was a bad (laughs) student. This one particular company that's world famous for the last 100 years, when it comes to conversations, they say, 
don't say anything. Just give the appearance of being interested in oh, what's that's, said. That's sad. And if you let someone continue to speak, th- their quote is, so I went to a party and I let someone speak to me for 15 minutes and I didn't say anything. And they said I was the world's greatest conversationalist because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't say a word and I appeared and I'm thinking that's that's totally uh, totally opposite what I'm wanting to go on with you. Thank you, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm wanting you to clarify. I need to take away because I'm sorry. As a young executive, I spent a lot of money to learn how to speak yeah. and communicate effectively, and what I learned was worldly wisdom, not godly wisdom. Yeah, what what we want is to go back to that formula. First and foremost, it's humility, then focus, then curiosity. That requires energy. To do all three of those things. If I follow your formula, just a thought, if I follow your formula for listening, couldn't I learn humility? You could be much more in that direction. You wouldn't necessarily learn humility, but you'd definitely be in the direction of it. Okay, there's a lot here. If I go to the website, greatrelationships.com, that's grnumeratrelationships.com, what chapter specifically do I want to You need to be in chapter 12. Observational listening is the title of that section. And you can even go deeper on the professional side if you'd like, you know, if you want to secularize things, but it's still temporal wisdom at greatleaders.com. We'll be back right after this. Great definitions for great relationships. We have all asked, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is never abusing them for the wrong they did to you, ever again, not in thoughts, words, or actions. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign, seriously. I'm here to tell you about Grace, Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down www.gsot.edu gsot.edu or call 877-476-8674 877-476-8674 Now get going! Listening to great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Who'd have thunk it that it involved <laughs> listening? Yeah, <laughs> and that's certainly what we want everybody to be doing out there in, in a radio land, right? Yeah, well, I've got my <laughs> headphones on, you know, so no one can see how I'm blushing because I'm still working with the humility part. But what's really cool? Before the break, I asked you, Herman, if I get this formula for listening down that you gave me, can I actually start learning a little bit more about humility? and how to listen and you said yes so 
my brother from another mother, break it down for me. <laughs> well, in fact, uh, if you really want to learn a little bit more about listening, we can get into some real details here. In fact, that probably makes a lot more sense, and we'll push the steps to listening off into another show. So get a pencil and paper if you're interested in, in, in writing some of these things down. First, let's go back and and uh, talk about the formula. Okay, okay? Well, well, give me a second, because I can get a pencil and paper, and I'm doing that. But if I can't, if I'm on the road, I can still listen, right? I'm not yeah, going to miss anything. Sure. It's you can go online and listen to the program at, at uh, greatrelationsgrelationships.com and click on the radio page, and that's where you're going to find this show and the uh, shows preceding it and the ones coming after it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this group on listening in humility. Okay. That's right. So we, we are working with that wonderful passage of James 119, Be Quick to Hear. And the reason why we aren't quick to hear is because we don't pay attention to the formula of listening. Formula for listening starts with humility. It's putting others ahead of you. It's 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 saying you're more important than me and that's where listening starts then it goes to focus once i'm saying you're more important than me i'm willing to focus on you and then it has this third element of curiosity so humility focus and curiosity and that one part of curiosity is the real spark to ignite listening because i can be humble and willing to set you as more important than me and i can start focusing on you but if i don't have the spark of curiosity going i wonder how paul is thinking then i am not going to engage in a conversation and listen to what's coming out of your mouth that's the real spark to uh, so to this listening. is not the appearance of active listening or that i care not a bit this is not preparing my next response this is being humble enough to really want to know what is it you're saying and why and wanting to see how you think if you learn how to listen in this observational listening way that we really want you to do you literally can see inside another person's mind and when you link listening to its obvious compatriot which is questions those are the two most important skills that we believe that a relationship needs especially leaders they need listening and questions so when you learn how to listen and then you start understanding oh as i'm listening i see some questions that come up i pose a question that gives me greater insight into what's going on inside of your mind you gave me a formula for listening which is humility plus focus plus curiosity equals listening but right after you said that, you said observational listening. Mm -hmm. Excuse me? Yeah, that's a, a great term. We love to link those two things together because what we are saying, we'll give you the steps to that in the future, but let me just give you the mindset that observational listening is doing. What does that first word imply? It implies sight right? Observational. It implies me looking at something. And then the listening obviously implies a hearing component with the ears. So it's a look and hear mindset for listening. It turns people's words into video. It turns people's words into pictures so that you can see what they're saying as opposed to just focusing on words that are coming out of their mouth. Can you give me an example, please? Well, anytime somebody is talking to me about being sad, for instance, as I'm listening to that conversation, I see them in a sad situation. I put a sad look on their face. I'm starting to watch a video now rather than just listening to words come out of their mouth. And that requires 
requires practice. This doesn't happen just overnight for people like me anyway. There are other people that do it fairly naturally. But for me, I have to practice a lot to turn their words into an actual video. Let's talk about why listening seldom occurs. And there's, there's a variety of reasons, but I'm going to list right at seven reasons why listening may seldom occur. Okay, well, that makes sense. So before I get there, I actually need to know, have a foundation mm-hmm. you need to, to get there. You need to understand that too often you're never going to listen when you're angry. Right. <laughs> you're just your emotions are just eating you up and you're just mad at them. You're not willing to hear anything coming out of their mouth. So listening is not going to occur when you're angry. It's also not going to occur when you're wanting to punish rather than help. Well, I don't I don't care about what they're saying. I want to actually want to beat them up. That's not going to help. You also aren't going to listen when you're not willing to suspend your own opinion. This is one of the key issues that hurts us when we're in a conversation. We're just not teachable. We're not willing to allow somebody to provide us what's co- what, what they've learned because we just have our own opinion about how things work and we're not willing to suspend our own opinion. Well, the first two sound like an imposition of my will or wrath. Mm-hmm. Not that the third one doesn't, but the third one that you just stated seems like it would cripple a lot of relationships, both professional and personal. It will, and you've heard us talk about the idea of that's one of the critical mistakes that relationships have. You operate on an opinion and assumption, if you remember correctly. That's one of the critical mistakes. So you have an opinion about how things work, and you're not willing to be teachable and entertain that they might have something that would destroy your opinion. And to stop that, all I have to do is ask myself, am I being sincerely curious about what they're Absolutely. saying and why? Or am I willing to put them above me, humility? Oh, am, you're going to give me scripture now. Am, huh? am I willing to focus on them, and am I willing to be curious about what they're thinking. Okay. Those are the, that's, that goes right back to that formula. The, uh, the, the fourth item that causes listening to seldom occur is you want or feel a need to give direct advice. You're not willing to listen. You've just, you've got the problem solved. And therefore, oh, I hear for uh, a few words and sentences come out of the mouth. Well, here's how, how to deal with that. That isn't, that isn't what is necessary many times in a conversation. And I don't even necessarily really know. It's you my don't. assumption. You haven't gotten the whole story. You've just heard a part of it. And now you're willing to give advice. You're, guess what that is? That's a desire to speak rather than listen. That's all that is. The fifth item is you're in a hurry and don't don't want to explore what they're saying. You have other things, and guess what? You're not humble, you're not focused, and you're not curious. So you're you're in a hurry and you're not going to explore what they're thinking. And then finally, the last two, you're not willing to serve. Guess what? That's the key action of humility, serving. Excuse me? And listening listening is a way that we serve other people. There is so much good related to research that shows this. In fact, the American Psychological Association did a study years ago, and their, their study was simply, we're going to have people come in 
and we're just going to listen to them. We're not going to provide them any advice or anything else. And what they found is 90%, 90% of the people were helped just because you sat there and listened to them. <laughs> Didn't provide them any advice or anything else. So that's the uh, sixth item. You're not willing to serve. And then finally, of course, I'm going to list the biggest reason why you're not willing to listen is you make everything about yourself. It goes right back to not being humble, not being focused, not being curious. So those are seven reasons. There's plenty more, but those are seven reasons why you're not going to be uh, listening, and it's seldom going to occur when any of those type of things are happening in your life. But it's not new. These keep showing in other areas. And when you talk about the problem and the four mistakes, boom, here it is. Yeah. And I could actually, you know, because when we're doing the four mistakes, I'm thinking about, oh, how am I going to change myself? And you just gave me a ginormous clue if I would just be curious. That's right. And and don't forget what I just got through saying about that uh, uh, APA study. When people are truly listened to, they don't feel embarrassed. They don't feel tested. They actually feel supported. And they sometimes feel challenged to go look for the answers on their own. Very important for us to consider those things. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Great quotes for great relationships. When stress hits the system, pathology overrides theology every time unless you are sold out to the truth. Dr. Marlon Howe. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral eight relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. We're back. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. We've been discussing how listening is the most underrated skill. Herman, you had given us a formula. The formula for listening is humility plus focus plus curiosity. Humility. Am I willing to make this about them, not about me? 
focus? Am I willing to pay attention only to them and what they're talking about, curiosity? Am I willing to consider and be curious about how they are thinking? And when you have those three elements, humility, focus, and curiosity, you probably are going to listen. Okay, so I've got the formula. You told me you're going to give me the steps next time we're together. Right, right. So between now and then, is there anything I shouldn't be doing? Any don'ts? Yeah, in fact, we were talking a little bit about that. Listening is seldom going to occur when you're mad, when you're making life about yourself, uh, when you're too busy or too much in a hurry. But there are some real don'ts that you want to pay attention to. And to a certain degree, I list these don'ts. There are six of them that are more in line with when you're trying to coach somebody, but you can apply them in a simple conversation also. Uh, One of the keys that the first of the six items, if you want to write this down, if you're in a place that you can write it, is don't control the conversation. Uh, Keep the focus on what the other person is saying and let them take the conversation wherever they want to go. Too often what happens with us is you end up hearing something come out of their mouth and you might end up taking over the story at that point in time. And that's not listening. That's making it about you. That's not a place that you want to go. That's one of the other mistakes that we'll talk about. Just don't try to control the conversation. Let the conversation go where they want it to go. And when you know how to listen and when you know how to ask questions, you can become a marvelous conversationalist. And you're paying attention, though. It's not like you're just sitting there not saying anything. That's that's squirrely. That's just wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Marvelous, Herman. Marvelous. We go on. Don't control. Don't control the conversation. And don't give advice. Now, just think about that one. Sometimes people do want you to give advice, but when we get into a conversation, we too often do have this mindset, like we said a little earlier, I'm here to give them the answers. No, it's actually better if you're here just to listen, if you're here just to hear what they're saying. Sometimes I've been in conversations where people are talking and they're actually wanting you to agree with them and basically say, yeah, what you're thinking there is okay. My wife tells me that all the time. Paul, don't (laughs) fix it, just listen. Yeah, and so sometimes when you notice that somebody is actually wanting some advice from you, uh, they're wanting you to kind of side with them on something that really isn't right. I've used this tactic before. I don't give them advice, and I can see that they're really wanting me to agree, and I'll be like, "Uh, so what advice were you hoping that I would give to you? I just ask a question like that. So I can really see into their mind again, right? <laughs> okay. So that'd be the second thing. Don't give advice. And then here's a huge one. Don't judge. The little example that I uh, really saw my mentor, Robert Fritz, do when somebody was saying, you know, I was about ready to kill them. You know, he was uh, interviewing somebody and, and uh, his question of them was, well, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> and just notice, what was he doing there? He was basically saying, I'm not judging where, where they're values are. I know that I don't want to kill somebody, but at the same time, I need to know what's going on inside of their mind. So that's the reason why he would ask a question like that. Well, is that a good thing or a bad thing? He's trying to understand what's going on with them. So don't from their perspective, from their point. That's right. So if you're sitting there judging, you're not getting inside their mind. 
And then this fourth one ties similarly back to the first one about not controlling the uh, conversation. This fourth one is don't replace the speaker's story with yours. Well, I, I had a similar situation. Let me tell you about my situation. Right? <laughs> Told you I'm just listening to where we can make it about That's me. That's exactly where this goes all the time. Here's a big one, number five. Don't try to talk the speaker into or out of feelings. You want them to be able to express what's going on in their life, but don't try to turn the conversation away by, oh, well, give me a little smile. I can tell you're sad right now, but give me a little smile. No, actually, that probably is a situation where you're feeling uncomfortable. Let's just listen to what's going on with them. And then finally, the most difficult one is don't sympathize. Whoa! Really? Excuse me? Really? <laughs> don't sympathize? Yes, we want you to empathize, but don't sympathize. Okay, you're going to have to help me here. Yes. Very important to understand the difference the way we look at those two words. Sympathy means that you have an inclination to not only be thinking like they're thinking, but also feeling like they're feeling. So it's you're seeing it from their viewpoint, and you're feeling it like they're feeling it. That can cause you to have a less objectivity. Empathy is allowing you to see it as they see it, but don't feel it as they feel it, so you can stay more objective. So that would be the issue. That would be the sixth the don't is don't sympathize because sympathy tends to allow and reinforce victimhood and inaction. So be very careful about those things. Okay, so I've got my six don'ts and my one thing is? Focus on that wonderful, what we believe is a wonderful formula for listening. Humility plus focus plus curiosity equals listening. Told you it was like drinking from a fire hydrant. So the website is greatrelationships.com, grenumeratelationships.com. Good Lord willing, the next time we're together, we're going to go through the steps yes. for listening. So it's not going to hurt me to go back, listen to this, and prepare to receive. How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Have you ever had days like this? <laughs> Neither have we. That's why we recommend great relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others. Kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. 